0: Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. This is Lisa, and I'm back. I am not quite sure where we're going to pick up, but it was nice having a little time off for the Memorial Weekend 2022. Um, It is now June 10th, 2022. So, took a little time off. Um, I want to get back into... Some testimonies. The reason for this channel that would include stories from the Word of God, stories from the Bible that are that are testimonies. The Bible is full of testimonies, chock full. Um, there's so many stories, and a lot of people think, you know. There are some pretty interesting stories. But you know what's the most interesting part about all that is that they all tie together to give us a picture of who God is, who the Most High Yah is. And it's interesting also because the New Testament feeds off the Old Testament, but you can't understand either one of them without the other one. So what I mean by that is what happened in the Old Testament was a foreshadowing like a picture. You have the wars and that foreshadows spiritual wars. You have the temple That is a picture of our body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, after Jesus has come, lived, died, buried, rose again, ascended. So, Jesus instituted a whole new covenant with the Father. But the Father is the same. God is the same, the Most High, Yah. I'm kind of on that kick right now because god is little g god big g god you know it describes a thing or an idea that a person would worship but yah Yahuwah is his name that's that's his that's his name and we can't even say it's like a proper name like my name is lisa your name is george or whatever um it is a description of who he is at his essence yahuwah means i am i exist i will be who i will be but that's that's as close as we got and he's the most high god so anyway yeah let's let's get on um I'm going through the Bible. Um, I have put the Bible onto, and I use King James King James version. I know it's a little hard to understand at times, but it's the most accurate in my opinion. So I put it on a word document, and I've been going through the word document and just kind of examining and then I can make notes on it and um, I have that on my professing Christians YouTube channel that I've been and that's not a plug for it it's just that I've, I've demonstrated it on there uh, and I, I came to 2nd Kings chapter 2 this morning and this is the story of Elijah and Elisha. Uh, the the description or the um, proper way of saying their names. Um, one would see that that it's actually two kings, um, pronounced very different. So Elijah is Elia. That's from the Strong's. Elisha is Elisha. You know what? That's not very different. Elisha and Eliyah. So, I mean they are, they are different. Eliyah, which is Elijah, means God of Jehovah. Um Elisha Elisha just means Elisha. Okay, so enough of that. Um, Not to say that Elisha was a lesser prophet. I mean, God is not a respecter of persons, but Elijah was chosen to do some pretty amazing things. We also know Elijah, uh, his spirit like Jesus said, if you can understand it, is, is in, was in John the Baptist. Just like um, Moses. When Moses was getting ready to die, um, his spirit was transferred to Joshua, son of Nun. And that's a whole other thing. If you want to look at, at Joshua, it's actually Yehoshua is how you pronounce his name, and in my opinion, uh, there was a bit of confusion about who was appearing during the time of Moses and Joshua, but I'm not going to go off on a tangent there. Alrighty, so 2 Kings chapter 2, And it came to pass, when the Lord would take Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Now, remember, Elisha uh, was plowing in the field, and Elijah was being sought by King Ahab and Jezebel. They wanted to kill him, and he went, went up into a mountain and he was, he was praying. Um, actually, before he got to the mountain, I think he was praying that he wanted to just die. He, he said, he, he told the Lord, It's enough. I've had enough. I just, I want to die. And the Lord told Elijah, basically, not yet, but I will go and show you who you will pass your mantle onto. And he, after he anointed two kings or whatever, and then he was going to pass, he showed him Elisha. So when Elijah went and found Elisha, Elisha, was like plowing in the field. He's like, what, me? Well, okay, you know. And he saw Elijah and he knew exactly, you know, what, what was going to transpire. So Elisha is following Elijah around. Um, now Elisha has been hanging out with the prophets. And as we'll see here, the prophets know that Elijah is about to be translated, transported up to heaven. Okay, let's start again and I won't do so many interruptions. It came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said to him, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said to him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away your master from your head today, from, from being over you today? And he said, Yeah, I know. Hold your peace. So he's hanging around with a bunch of prophets. There's no secrets about what was going to happen here. Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, stay here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul is still living, I am not leaving you. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets that were at Jericho, different prophets now, came to Elisha and said to him, knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, yes, I know, hold your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elijah said to Elisha, Terry here, I pray, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. And the two went on. 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. They too, as in Elijah and Elisha. So the prophets are all watching. Elijah took his mantle, wrapped it together, smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither. They were divided in two, so that they too went over on dry ground. You know, this is just old, you know, old hat for Elijah. You know, he's just like, oh, I need to to cross over this river. I'm just going to pull a Moses here and, you know. And uh, so now Elisha is watching all this. Verse 9, It came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, You've asked a hard thing, but if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so. If you don't see me, it will not be so. In other words, if the Lord has examined you, Elisha, and sees in you that you will not abuse this power, then he will allow you to see me be taken in a chariot, in a whirlwind, and you will get the mantle with a double portion. It came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. That must have been, oh my goodness, that must have been quite a sight. We have a chariot of fire and horses of fire. These sound like right out of the book of revelations you know i don't think it's too far of a stretch to consider that we might see these things again okay so elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven the whirlwind picked him up and took him to the chariot of fire and the horses of fire and Elisha saw it and he cried my father my father the chariot of israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes, and rent them into pieces. Now, I don't know right here if he's just walking around like a vagabond with torn clothes, or he, mu- it, he must have been. He must, it must have been just amazing. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Okay, now the word mantle, I just checked with, on Strong's, and it's a, it's a garment, it's like an outer layer of clothing. Um, and that, that, of course, is symbolic of the, of the new robes that are given to those in white and that sort of thing, so that would make a lot of sense. Uh, he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah testing it out? In other words, do I have, you know, I saw him go up, so do I have the double portion of his spirit? When he had smitten the waters, they parted here and there, and Elijah went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, remember they followed, 50 of them did, the spirit of elijah th- this is what they said—the spirit of Elijah does rest on Elisha, and they came to meet him, and bowed themselves to the ground before him. I'm going to stop there. That's all I wanted to cover. It's—it's uh, it's so amazing, this, this chariot, chariots of fire, uh, horsemen. Of fire, this is um, sort of a repeated thing in the Bible. And it always talks about it always seems to refer to like an open heaven. Have you noticed that? Um, just doing a search we show in the book of Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, chapter eleven, Be not afraid of them, for tomorrow about this time will I deliver up all the slain before Israel. Thou shalt ho how huff, don't know that word, their horses and burn their chariots with fire. And it happened. Um Elisha now in second Kings six, he prayed. And said, "Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Uh, I think it was to the young man that he may see." And the yeah, and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Isn't that interesting? You know, it's it's something that it's something that comes up. During this time, all right. Here is the other two that I was trying to find. Isaiah 66:15. That's the cicadas. If you can hear in the background, we're in the hundreds for temperatures uh, up here in the desert, and the cicadas are very loud. All right. For behold, the Lord will come with fire, Isaiah 66:15, and with his chariots like a whirlwind. To render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. So the Lord comes with his chariots in a whirlwind. He came with his chariots in a whirlwind to come and get Elijah. Do you see where I'm going with this? He came to get Elijah. He came with fire and with chariots and a whirlwind, Isaiah 66:15 says to render his anger with fury and his rebuke <clears throat> with flames of fire. So when we get to, as you know, I am certain whoever is listening to this may very well be alive when, uh, when Jesus comes back. But right before the wrath is poured out on this earth, Christians are not going to suffer God's wrath. We are not appointed to wrath. When the Lord comes with fire and with his chariots, we already know about the seals and the horsemen, to render his anger with fury what do you suppose happens with his Christians when he when he is coming with this fire and this chariots do you suppose that's at the time of the rapture very possibly could be very possibly could be um and if you've listened to my uh podcasts For some time, you will know that I do not believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. But I do believe in the taking of the first fruits. And if you've not heard that teaching, um, I can briefly say it here. But it's something that you want to look into because it is scriptural. There was always the first fruits that were offered up. The Lord said to Moses in the law, the firstborn is mine, the first fruits are mine. And that was the first fruits of the harvest. Okay, this was at Pentecost. The harvest which came later was not the same part. Okay. Now he has the first fruits that are offered up to him. And then he has, then there is the rapture of the church. At the point of the rapture of the church, I believe, because look at what Elijah went through. Elijah went through hell. He was persecuted. He was chased down. They tried to lock him up. The Lord fed him in the wilderness with the ravens. Elijah is the picture of the church. The church doing signs and wonders. Before this, things get that bad on this earth, there is no reason for anybody to be doing miracles, signs, and wonders with a double portion of the Holy Spirit. The infilling, the... You know, the, the fullness of God is not going to come on people just for something to do. It has to be during a time of great tribulation that the miracles, the signs, the greater works, and all of these things come on the people so that they are miraculously saved, like Elijah was from King Ahab and Jezebel. And then as the wrath is about to be poured out with the fire, the whirlwind, the chariots, the fury, the church is raptured and taken. But I do believe in a first fruits taking away, catching away, translating, transfiguring, and that's those who have followed the cross to their death. To the death of their soul. To the death of their will, their mind, their will, their emotions. There are people on the earth who have who have completely given up everything to the point of death. And it's a type of first resurrection after... The firstborn, Jesus, the firstborn of many sons. It's these sons of God that will manifest. This is the transfiguration. Think Romans 8. The manifestation of the sons of God. That comes first at the time of the trumpet judgments. So everyone's here for the seals, which is, which is happening right now. We are coming up to the fourth seal being opened, much death on the earth, either through war or pestilence. You know what I'm talking about with all of that. Seal four is about to be opened. Seal five could be the peace agreement, but it also talks about Stuff going on in heaven. Seal six, the great earthquake. Like, like what? I mean, it's just going to be horrendous things happening on the earth, and people will be running for their lives. And then the seventh seal, silence in heaven. And this is where the trumpet judgments begin. The silence in heaven. I believe, and I've I've believed this way for a long time, and nothing has changed my mind, the silence in heaven has to do with the 144,000 being transfigured and translated. Because at that point, these people will become celestial. And they will be able to ascend and descend on that staircase that Jacob saw. They will be able to be like the angels. They will be made like the angels. Jesus talked about this in the resurrection. He was talking about the first resurrection. The first fruits. These are the sons of God. And they will be able to come and go. And they will be like the bronze Bronzed characters that show up throughout the whole Bible. These men show up and they do God's will on the earth because they can come and go. They're celestial. They will be helping those that are on the earth that are terrestrial. I'm not talking about aliens. But they will be assisting those on the earth Who will be, like Elisha, given this double portion to do miracles, signs, and wonders to bring in the full harvest. This is a picture of the celestial and the terrestrial that are working for God, completely protected in places of refuge fed by ravens, cruises of oil that don't run dry, bringing people back to life, if God says so, resurrecting the dead, casting out demons, (coughs) completely filled with the Holy Spirit as it was in the days of the first apostles. And then we will see the wrath. After all of these, have been taken, God will get his harvest, and then the wrath will pour out. So I wanted to share that with you. Uh, actually, I just wanted to share the story of Elijah being taken up in a whirlwind, because it's just so cool, it's so fascinating to me. Um, yeah, go and check out some of them Old Testament stories again. I'm I'm glad I'm rereading this again um, and I'm I'm just going line by line, and it's like I don't have anything else to do right now. I'm you know I'm not working. I'm finishing up my my property up here, and the Lord is telling me you're not going back to work until I say so, till the appointed time, until you have everything up here finished, uh, and and then and then I'll. Think about letting you go back to work. So oh, that's what he told me. So anyway, um, just want to leave you with that, and remember the verse to to pray to be worthy to escape the things that are coming on the earth. Let me find it so that it you know is exact wording. Luke twenty one thirty six. Watch ye therefore and pray always, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Luke twenty one thirty six. That's a good one to pray in these days. I don't have to remind you things are getting a little bit hairy. So with that, I pray you have a blessed day. And until next time, this is Lisa with Kingdom Testimony.